Hey friends, if you wish you weren't hearing an ad right now, then straight after you listen to this episode, head over to watchnebula.com slash not overthinking with a little hyphen thing in between the not and the overthinking. So watchnebula.com slash not dash overthinking. Through Nebula, you'll firstly get access to all of our podcast episodes ad-free. Secondly, you'll see exclusive content from me and a load of other educational-ish creators. And thirdly, it directly supports this podcast. So you'll incentivize me and Tame to record more episodes. Hello and welcome to Not Overthinking, a new podcast that me and my brother are going to be starting from this week forevermore. Actually, I think you'll find it's my brother and I. And on that note, in this week, we talk about why we care about being correct about things. Before we jump into that, let's just quickly explain what this podcast is actually going to be about because this is the first episode and presumably it's the first time you're hearing it. The idea behind this podcast is that we're going to be discussing issues relating to happiness, creativity, and the human condition, which all sounds very pretentious. Well, really, it's just going to be the two of us talking occasionally with extra guests about the kinds of things that we think more people should think more about. Yeah, and in this episode, we start off by talking a little bit about the meta behind the podcast, why we're starting it, what the idea is. We kind of back and forth about that a little bit because we really haven't decided on anything at this point. It's all very up in the air. But then we go on to discuss a little bit more about why we all feel the need to be correct about things all of the time. Um, Yeah, hope you enjoy the show. My name is Ali. I'm a doctor and YouTuber. I'm Taymor. I'm a data scientist and writer. And you're listening to Not Overthinking, the weekly podcast where we think about happiness, creativity, and the human condition. All right. All right. So this is our new podcast. I guess this is it. Yeah. What are we going to call it? All right, let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> classic, classic start. Okay, like tell whenever, me a story. Whenever I tell, there, there are certain groups of people who happily listen to me go on about random things. My friend Mac is a good example of this. I think you know Mac. But when I tell when I tell Mimi, for example, she pretty much accuses me every time of, "Ah, oh, Tamur, you're overthinking this. It's not that complicated." Yeah, basically you're overthinking this. Okay, on on that note, Mimi is what we call our mum. So <laughs> if you if you guys listening hear references to Mimi. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, it's really cute. That's fine. Sorry, continue. Overthinking. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always getting accused of overthinking things by Mimi, by a couple of other people. Um, and I, don't, I don't think I agree with it. I think more people should be thinking more about more things. Yeah. Yeah, I know right? what you mean. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Like, this can't be controversial. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I think especially in the realm of like social interaction and, you know, talking to people and, and think it's, it's generally just for some reason considered weird to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to even make an, an attempt to read more about this stuff. Or it just, people have this like visceral response of like, oh, it's, it's, it's weird to be thinking about how to interact mm. with people. Um, but yeah, there seems to be certain things where it's like where everyone seems to have a growth mindset isn't quite quite the word here, but everyone seems to be happy that like. This is something you learn and you get better at and you improve over time. But there seems to be like a wide range of things where the general consensus is you are either, either born with this or you're not. Mm. There are some people who have it, some people who don't. If the people who don't are trying to improve themselves in this area, this is somehow bad, it's somehow disingenuous. Uh, and I think, yeah, like you said, social interaction is one of those things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I suppose for the people listening, the idea of this podcast came about because the sorts of conversations you and I would have in the car would be quite kind of like this, you know, taking taking an idea and running with it for a while and just sort of overanalyzing it to the point where most people, some people would think it weird. Yeah. The extent to which it's being overanalyzed. Yeah. Um, interestingly on that note, um, what was it? What were we talking about the other day? I think, 
Oh, it was it was your experience of um, <laughs> doing a particular type of medication. Oh, yes, <laughs> on a certain yes, trip. Yes, over um, the counter. Yes, over the counter, <laughs> over the counter medication on a, on a certain trip to the Peak District, where, where we went with some of our friends. And I was explaining to another friend of mine about how the experience, like how you described the experience as being kind of net neutral. It was neither positive or negative, just a little bit different. But it was it was net negative because it meant that you were more sort of spaced out from what else happened that evening. Yeah, yeah. And that friend commented that only you and your brother would think to describe an experience in those terms. Really? Yeah. Which was which no. I found odd because, because cause surely a lot of people would would you know if they yeah. had the words describe it in that sense, but. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't seem too too crazy to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, look, basically, people think we're weird. And so we're starting a podcast to prove we're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um, and the idea for the name, we haven't fully decided this yet, but I think it's going to be on this overthinking theme. Yeah, something like not overthinking it, you know? Yeah, not overthinking it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds, sounds yeah, reasonable. Take that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> And then if this podcast gets any listeners at all, then it'll be ammo that, you know, this style of overthinking is not that bad. Yeah, exactly. If anything, it should be encouraged. Anyway, so this is our podcast. What would you like to overthink today? You had, so like Tame had an idea in the car. We went to Ikea earlier today um, and he was like, oh, there's this thing I've got to tell you about. And I was like, no, 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 wait, save it because we can record episode one of the podcast this evening and I don't want to hear it in the car. Um, What was this idea that you had? Here it is. All right, so this is related to social interaction. Um, okay, so I'm not I'm not saying that everyone views social. <laughs> All right, this is not a good. Start. I'm not saying that everyone views social interaction as like a point scoring game. I I mean I I definitely don't myself. I at least I don't think I do. But I think there are definitely certain times in which a, a little interaction can feel a bit like someone trying to score points with or against another person um and i think there i think it's it's a real tragedy it's a real the ultimate failing of human communication when one person (laughs) when one person thinks they're scoring a positive point uh with with someone else in an interaction when actually they're scoring a negative point that's like the the ultimate failing and like if that ever happens it's it's the saddest thing in the world let me give you an example um among certain groups are like I, maybe t- maybe this is more prevalent amongst like techies and nerdy types than others um but often there'll be moments where someone will like try and correct someone else they'll say well actually you know these like well actually moments where you know someone's saying something the other person will interject with like oh well well actually that's that's actually wrong and it's actually this you know that kind of thing and like the thing they'll correct is it's not it's not the main point it's not an interesting thing to correct they'll just be correcting it almost for the sake of yeah, scoring some kind of point, like a, maybe a smartness point. Maybe like, oh, the other person will think I'm really smart if I correct them on this thing. When actually, actually, <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> the other person doesn't think they're smart. Everyone hates well actually moments. Everyone finds them annoying. Uh, I, I don't imagine there's anyone who, yeah, who, who reacts positively to those. It's not like, oh, yeah, I'm really glad he corrected me on this minor detail that wasn't important for the, the actual discussion. And so that's like a classic moment where one person thinks they're scoring a positive point. They're actually scoring a really bad negative point. And it's a really tacky thing to do. Um, I think there are like, uh, yeah. What do you think about that for a start? I think, I think that has legs. I'm not sure people think like, I'm not sure to what extent people actually think of it as, as scoring points in a social interaction. I think people genuinely do feel as if they're making a contribution. I don't know, like, 
I feel like if I were in a conversation where I were to well actually someone or yeah. I, I feel like I would do it in a sense of, oh, well, actually, did you know, as you know, to add some what I think is some interesting level of you know, sprinkling of dust. To so that what, what kind of thing would you well actually? So, so, for example, the thing that came to mind when you when you said that was um, there's that phrase, uh, blood is thicker than water. Oh, okay. And there's like a, an interesting backstory. So like the phrase blood is thicker than water being when, when usually people refer it to mean um, family is more important than like yeah, friends or like blood is thicker than water. Family is important yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but well, well, actually, <laughs> one thing that I read at some point was that that phrase actually comes from like some biblical verse about how the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Which in fact oh, means okay. the exact opposite yeah. to what this, you know, actually means that friends are more important than family. Okay, yeah. What yeah, this yeah. thing, and and I, the, the, like at some point in my life, that has come out like once or twice mm. where I've brought up the oh, by the way, guys, did you know blah blah yeah. blah? And I think that in that context, I'm not mm. trying, trying to correct the person and being like oh, whatever. I'm trying to add an interesting sprinkle of you know, yeah, interestingness to the conversation. I think. Yeah, that that does that doesn't seem too bad actually. That that just yeah. seems like oh, there's like an interesting tidbit. Yeah. You're not trying to like shut them down. Yeah. Um, but I suppose the, the sort of stuff you're referring to is, oh, like, you know, did you know uh, Jeff Bezos' wife, Melissa, <laughs> or whatever, yeah. uh, was blah, 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 and there was, like, this big thing about his dick pics and whatever, and we're like, actually, did you know? Well, actually, his wife's name is Mackenzie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. And we're like, oh, well. <laughs> actually, he's worth 102 billion. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, or actually, oh, uh, well, actually, that, there's probably some Russian oligarch who's worth more than Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't calculate their wealth before <laughs> doesn't fully calculate yeah. it. Therefore, he's technically not the richest panel, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's more more in the vein of the kind of sort of well actually moments. They're just they're just not well received by anyone. And yeah, look, I've definitely been guilty of this kind of stuff. Um, and I think I used to, I I think I used to do it a lot actually. I think I used to be an absolute knob. I, I, I think you used to do it a lot. I probably did. Yeah, <laughs> we, we were, we, I think I think we were all massive knobs back in the day. Um, yeah, yeah. I like to think I'm. I like to think I'm doing it less now. But I feel the urge, man. I feel the urge sometimes. Like some someone is like saying something. Like, I I know that like the well, one part of what they said is wrong, and I feel the urge, and I have to suppress it, and I hate that I feel the urge of like, oh, you know, I want to be right about this thing. That's the urge, right? It's it's like getting that that point of being right about something. Do you tend one to point. find that in in group situations or even in one to ones? Um, because I can think of an example from work from like like two days ago where where this was happening. Oh yeah. So I was I was, I was chatting to one of so I'm I was on my elderly medicine placement and one of the senior doctors, well, so slightly more senior than me doctors, we were chatting about like investments and ISAs and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like tax law surrounding corporation tax. And I, I I've researched this this stuff extensively for the last. Oh, five years. oh so, I can imagine so you're, I, you're well actually radar. Was I fully thinking. I fully know my shit when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to corporation tax rate in the UK yeah. and how to you know maximize your dividend allowance and and all that all that sort of stuff. And she was, oh, she, this, this, this doctor has also had some experience with, with investing and, 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 that's, and that kind of thing. And she knew what she was talking about, but there were a few points where I was like, mm, I'm, not sure, I'm not quite sure that's right. But she was saying in such kind of a matter of fact way. And I didn't, I, I, I felt the urge to- You felt the urge, but to, I, I, you of, suppressed it. I, I suppressed the urge, yeah. yeah because yeah, I was like, you know what? That's not the point of this conversation. The point of this conversation is yeah. to just kind of share, like connect on the topic of investing as opposed to one party educating, like telling another party exactly how it is. And, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, back to, back to the original, I feel like we've gone down this rabbit hole of well, actually, which is maybe interesting. Um, but the original thing of, like, I'm sure there are other kinds of moments where one person thinks they're scoring, like, a, a positive point in some way, when actually they're scoring a negative point. Uh, I think, for example, oh, I think another classic one is when someone tells you something interesting, 
This this is I think I've kind of stolen this from Malcolm Gladwell actually. When someone tells you something that they find interesting or surprising, they're like, "Oh my god, did you know X, Y, and Z?" Um, and it turns out you knew a small part of it. You knew maybe like half of it. Like you knew X and a bit of Y. You didn't know the other bit of Y and Z, Fun. for example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to tell the people that you're not a mathematician. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, <laughs> I'm not weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and it's sometimes tempting to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I knew that. Cause like you knew a bit of it and you kind of give yourself credit for like knowing the whole thing. Um, and in doing that, you, you kind of feel like you're scoring, I don't know, it's some kind of points like, oh yeah, I did know that. Yeah. One point to me kind of thing. When actually it's just like, well, actually, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's just a bit of a bummer for everyone. Like, uh, the other person wanted to share this nice thing with you. They found it interesting. They found it surprising. You've kind of just shut them down and said, yeah, I knew that. Screw you. This brings to mind two two different things. Firstly, um, as 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 you know, as some of our listeners probably don't, uh, I've been doing close up magic for the last <laughs> eight years of my life. Again, not weird. <laughs> Again, yeah, not weird at all. Um, and when you show people a trick, there are there are always those people who'll be like, "Oh, well, actually, I saw you." Blah blah. blah. Yeah. And there's this kind of uh, you know story amongst amongst magicians, you know, amongst the magical brethren, mm. uh, as it were. <laughs> that perform like about the difference between performing for lay people i.e normal people and performing for other magicians um a magician would think oh i saw him palm the card but i have no idea how he got that signed card into that block of ice mm. a normal person would think i saw him palm the card card i know how the trick is done yeah, yeah and just because they've got that small piece of knowledge they would almost discount everything else and would then be like oh i know how it was done and then as a magician you've got to be you, you kind yeah, of have yeah, that yeah, yeah. like sort of do i want to entertain this guy this guy clearly wants to score some points because he's yeah. trying to impress the girls in the group and he's trying to be like oh i'm smart look at me i know how yeah, the trick yeah, was done yeah. did you know he palmed the card and and you don't want to have this confrontation with them because that's just not the role mm. of the magician. You're there to provide value. And yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. the stuff. So what do you do? What, has someone done that to you? Uh, yes. <laughs> Be like, oh well, I saw you palm the card, or oh, I saw that you did a double lift over there, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh well, you know, that the, that would be one way of doing it, or okay. you know, uh, yeah, we, you don't we, want we to escalate have these... it, but you got to just exactly. You've got to kind of acknowledge it and be like, why don't you try the next one? Why don't you pick a card this time? And be like, you know, try <laughs> and try and get you do the one. trick that if you think you know it, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, you take the deck. <laughs> why don't yeah. you entertain the, entertain the group? <laughs> Take my robot hat. <laughs> yeah. The, the second thing I was going to mention was actually, it's actually a bit from uh, the book Happy by Darren Brown, which is one of my favorite books of all time. And in that, he talks about how we intuitively, when we're, when we're younger, and I think we all grow out of this, I hope we all grow out of this, we have this idea that people want us to be impressive. Mm. And actually, I think his chapter is entitled Be Warm, Not Impressive. Like impressing people, you know, with the things that you know or the accolades or achievements mm. and stuff. Like that is never what gets people to connect. Yeah, it's warmth. And even if you, you know, know something, then you know it, it does kind of make sense to suppress it. Yeah, yeah, I know that's spot on. I think the like, yeah, people don't care about you being impressed. I, th I think that that's a weird one because like, if it feels like people do care because you do hear people talk about like other people, like, oh, like so and so is like so cool or so this so that. And so it, it gets airtime. The fact that people are impressive gets airtime, mm. but actually it, it gets a lot more airtime than the actual uh, sort of emotional impact on, on the person saying it. Like it gets airtime, but actually deep down, no one really cares. And that's not why people like other people. That's not why people connect with other people. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's partly why both, both you and I are, you know, always reluctant to share where we went to university. And things especially when it comes to new people because you want to try and like at least for me i, I, I want to try and avoid that becoming like a thing yeah yeah, I yeah. Wanna, you know at least 
you were saying this in Pakistan, you know, where you, where, you, where, you, where you give yourself the challenge of connecting with someone else without resorting to, oh, so what do you do? Oh, wow, that's impressive. Oh, so what's that like? Um, connecting with your fellow man, as it were. Yeah, but yeah, connecting on, not on the basis of, yeah, I think the university thing is kind of silly. Um, I don't, I don't like, yeah, I don't like when that one comes up because then they like assume a bunch of other stuff about you. Like, you're weird, you overthink things, you know. <laughs> just, yeah. no, just, just, these things are just not true. <laughs> Um, I think that there's one other example of like a class of point scoring. Um, I think, I think this one's quite illustrative of like the general, um, issue. And that's, I think like correcting people's grammar. And I think that's a really interesting one. It's, uh, it, because it's, it's one, you know, like the, uh, is, is this the Dunning-Kruger effect or something where like, if you know a little bit about something, you vastly overestimate how much you know about it. You think like, oh, I know like this, but this. Actually, I think you find it's the, uh, Pro <laughs> the Kroger effect. <laughs> no, you're right. It's the Dunning-Kruger effect. Hold on. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Continue. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, you get some people uh, who, for some reason, I guess they know a bit about grammar or grammatical rules or something. Um, and they like to correct other people's like grammar. Um, I think that's really interesting because if you talk to linguists, people who've actually studied this stuff, um, it seems like an awful lot of linguists disagree with the prescriptivist sort of view of language. Uh, I don't know that much about it myself. I'm not, I don't even know enough to think I know a lot uh, on the Dunning-Kruger's. <laughs> wow, that's so meta. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, I, I guess this prescriptivism thing is the idea that like language has like fixed rules that like matter. Um, and it's like somehow... Yeah, we should be communicating through these fixed rules of language. Uh, whereas the opposite, I don't know what it's called, anti-prescriptivist, something like that, is that like rules don't matter at all. It's all about just like, does the other person understand what you're saying? If you successfully manage to convey the information you intended, then like there's no issue. You, you've communicated successfully. Like the rules don't really matter. And so I think it's interesting that like a lot of people who, I don't know, know a bit about grammar, they, they'll often like, correct people's grammar and like correct people on little things um when actually i mean uh, oh here, here it is again well actually uh i i don't think anyone likes being corrected on grammar. i guess with some people it's almost like a game like you and i sometimes do it right yeah it's banter if you're less yeah, yeah that's what i'm thinking there, like, there's, there's with one. me and my college friends when with my college friends and i know with me and my college friends because it's the <laughs> accusative case i think um when we correct each other on our grammar we know it's it's because it's just funny yeah <laughs> sometimes we even correct each other like the, the wrong way like someone, <laughs> yeah, someone would yeah. use less or fewer in the correct context and we would correct it yeah, like to make it wrong yeah, to, yeah. just to take the piss. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know how many people actually correct. Have you come across people who correct grammar like actually properly? Um, actually, yeah. Now that you say it, I not feel like for it is, a while. It's, it is a more of a banterous thing. I, I suppose a few years ago it yeah. started to become a, an actual thing and then people realized it's just banter. Yeah. Um, no, let me think. I swear that I swear I had something here. I swear I was onto something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I interrupted you with my. Uh, with no, my no, thought. no. Uh, the grammar thing. Um, yeah, maybe maybe it is just banter. But let's assume for a okay. moment Fine. <laughs> that some people don't. Now that that one's interesting because obviously, like the person thinks they're scoring some like points for being correct or right yeah. about something, um, and and they're not, um, and they're actually like deep down they're wrong because like people who know about this stuff disagree with this whole prescriptivism thing i'm sure some linguists don't whatever um yeah it, it seems like a lot of a lot of these kinds of moments center around like being right about something or like 
somehow being a arbiter of the truth somehow is arbiter the right word like a progenitor of the, that again that's the wrong word as well a paragon of truth or like par- a, 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 the, you mean like god's representative of the truth yeah, yes that's <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah there's a word for that guardian what's bastion. the word for that yeah it's like um, uh, yeah um the i think paragon paragon, paragon of truth and virtue yeah yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's sort of so for some reason <laughs> yeah anyway <laughs> some people I think I used to be extremely guilty of this. I think you did as well, if I'm being honest. Um, And I think, yeah, it's like an anti-pattern that people sometimes fall into where they value being correct about something or they value the truth, the absolute truth about some like little thing that isn't like important. Um, And and the question is, how do people get into this anti-pattern? Because I don't think like, I don't think inherently people are dicks and they like to like dick on other people. I don't think that's what's going on. I think maybe like the way we're taught in school, maybe like, I guess the way like we see adults interacting with something, we see some, we see some like value in being correct in this kind of, in, in like this oddly specific and not important way. We, we see like knowledge as this like uh thing that, uh, okay. You should interject here and edit my thoughts. Do, do <laughs> you understand I, what I'm getting at? I, I understand. What How you're do we at. fall into this anti-pattern where we think we're scoring positive points? I'm not sure it's a case of scoring positive points on this one. I think we do have this bias of like you know the truth is virtuous in some way or another. Mm. So mm. in general, being correct about things is just generally a good thing. Yeah. And I feel that when we correct other people in order to you know in the pursuit of truth, we're not aiming to correct them we're not aiming to put them down we're just aiming to set the record straight and in a way i i, I feel like i feel like at least when i do it these days slash used to do it in the past i can't remember the last time i did it but when i do it i'm not doing it with the intention of i like of, of thinking this other person is wrong i'm correct i'm scoring a point yeah. i'm doing it with the intention of like i'm not even thinking about their feelings i'm thinking oh the truth comes out or something <laughs> <laughs> the truth will out or whatever that phrase is, is that phrase i don't I, I think it is um but I'm not thinking about the other person, and, and, and I'm actively not. I'm not actively thinking about their feelings about. Oh, will this person be hurt if? Oh, yeah, well, okay, hurt, okay. But, you know, will they? Yeah. So it's like an unconscious thing. You hear some falsehood, the alarm bell goes off. I'm God's messenger. <laughs> this is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Um, but why? Why do we think that way? Because it's like we established. It's not useful in. It's really not useful in most scenarios. It's like it's definitely an anti-pattern. Do you agree with that? Uh, what do you mean by uh, anti-pattern? As in something we do that we shouldn't do? Or like yeah. I, okay. So that's that's, that's like a, a tech thing. It's uh, a very I tech guess, thing. Please explain it to us, normies. Uh, so what an, is an I, anti-pattern? I guess an anti-pattern is like when people, uh, let, let's say, like you have made an app or a website or something, and you want people to do things a certain way. Maybe you want them to add something to their basket and then check it out or something, and then enter their card details mm. or whatever. Um, and for some reason, people don't understand that. People. Uh, people assume something different and maybe they think the real way to buy things on Amazon is to always press buy it now. Um, and like pressing buy it now is like the default way to buy something might be considered an anti-pattern because I, I guess Amazon intended that you add it to your basket. You can add lots of things to your basket and then you can check out altogether. So an anti-pattern is basically like a, a, a behavior that people fall into that they weren't supposed to. Okay. Got it. So the unintended, like an unintended thing or, or behavior unintended by the developer or by yeah, exactly. humanity yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. people just happen to fall into. Yeah. Fine. So I don't think this behavior, for example, was intended by God, you know, 
Richard Dawkins, well, whatever <laughs> your god is. I don't, I don't think it's inherent, basically. Uh, I think society makes Tim Ferriss, I think you're fine. Uh, very, <laughs> very good. Um, yeah, I, I don't think this is inherent in human beings. It's obviously not. I don't know. I don't know much about this. Okay, um, but how, why do we? Why do people end up? I say people. I really mean we. Why do we end up falling into this? Why do we have this weird relationship with truth? Is it? Is that not? Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, it feels very wrong right now to say that truth doesn't really matter. And I suppose truth does matter in certain in certain contexts. You know, when you're watching the news, truth does matter, and especially this whole anti-truth, post-truth, whatever the phrase people yeah, use to describe yeah. the world in 2019 is these days. Um, yeah, I, I suppose it must be like a, a school thing where the correct answer is the one that gets scores you the points with the class, with the teacher or whatever. Mm. I don't know. I think it's interesting to ponder upon. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's maybe linked to this, but I remember I remember when when we were a lot younger, there, there used to be a lot of focus on accumulating trivial knowledge, accumulating random trivia, like knowing all the capitals in the world or knowing the, uh, yeah, there, there used to be, I used to be really fascinated by like, yeah, just all sorts of superlatives. What's the what's the biggest city? What's the tallest mountain? What's the most X of Y? You know, mm. like all these these weird like random trivia things, completely meaningless. But at the time, that felt like this is knowledge. Yeah, this no, is absolutely. like truth. Yeah. This is worth accumulating. <laughs> um, it still kind of is in pop quizzes. Like I sometimes, oh damn, I wish I knew all the capitals of the world. I wish yeah. I knew all the US state capitals. I should go on Anki sometime yeah, and memorize yeah, yeah. the actively memorize. These. I wish I knew all the Oscar winners from 1900s. Yeah, I wish I knew all the like Nobel laureates so I can answer university challenge. Yeah, oh, yeah, that is good. <laughs> that used to be a big deal now i think i i mean i, I don't care about it at all i haven't for, for ages but i remember i used to a lot and i think you used to a lot i think i still i still do to, to an extent um <laughs> Why? not like pointless knowledge and stuff um i mean outside of the realm of pub quizzes like it, yeah it's sure. always nice and, yeah. and especially when playing articulate when i play with jake and callum for example uh we were playing after graduation a graduation ceremony the other day i just this was like last week and when, whenever Jake and Callum were on the same team, Jake commented that it's always nice because they both know what the word actually is. <laughs> you oh. know, are actually able to describe it to one another. Right. Whereas the rest of us get the word through some weird yeah, spelling ass... out through syllables. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Or you know that you know that you know that lady who would like controlled that like like Roman city where that big horse came into. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Helen of Troy. Yeah, that's the one. Whereas they would like Jake and Callum would just know that she is. I don't know, the wife of yeah, whoever, yeah, yeah, yeah. whoever, whoever husband she yeah. was. Yeah. Mr. Helen of Troy. <laughs> Mr. Helen of Troy, yeah, exactly. Um, and there was a lot of, of stuff like that. In, 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 situ in artificial situations like those, yeah, I wish yeah, yeah, yeah. I had more world knowledge. Yeah. Um, but the realm in, in which I find myself wanting to accumulate pointless knowledge is within medicine. Because in medicine, it is hugely impressive when someone knows a lot of stuff. Impressive. Even, even if that stuff is really, really pointless. Do you mean impressive? As in, so as, as in, for example, I thought we've established being impressive is is not the goal here. Being impressive is not the goal, but but in a way, within within medicine in the workplace, if you're teaching some students and they ask something, and you're able, kind of like when you're a teacher, you're able to explain the etymology behind the word. Kind of like in medicine, you're able to be like, oh well, actually that's an interesting question. Did you know blah 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 blah, blah, blah all this pointless pathological stuff that yeah. will turn up one in a million times? Having that level of knowledge is very impressive and makes people quote think that you are a good doctor. Um, all put in inverted commas and like partly the only reason I'm doing the MRCP which is the membership for the Royal College of Physicians which is like one of the postgraduate exams you have to take I'm explaining this to you 
when I actually want to do emergency medicine, which means I don't actually have to take that exam. Partly the reason I want, I want to have all this knowledge and have to have these exams under my belt is so that because I'm involved in, I want to be involved in medical education, I want to be the, that impressive guy who knows all these facts when, when asked a question. It hurts, uh, oh, it hurts me when you say this. It. And now that we talk about it, I realize that this is probably bad, but this, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? This seems deeply problematic. All right, look, I get, I think games are, uh, games are an easy way out. Because uh, like, if you're doing it for the sake of games, it's like, fine, whatever. Yeah. You're doing it for the sake of games. Um, and yeah, apart from that, I, yeah, I think it's deeply problematic. Why? Because <laughs> like, okay, what is the benefit? Okay, maybe there are, but all right, fine. As a doctor, if you were dealing with patients and they asked you like, oh, what's the history of this drug, you know? And you're like, oh, well, actually, the history of Sosomamol is this. And that sort of lends you credibility. You know, that's valuable for your patient. Fine. If it's just some, like, weird pissing contest amongst your, like, fellow doctors, students, whatever, it just, it, I understand that there's an urge. We, I think everyone has, like, an urge to want to be admired by others, to want mm. to be, seem impressive to others. I think it's, this is, like, the main urge we got to suppress. You it's not the urge you give into. Uh, this is so deeply baked in within medicine. Um, it's even more the case in America where, um, I, I can't remember the term for it. It's, it's, I think it's, like, audition or something like that, where when the consultant does his round around the patients and there's like seven medical students and a few kind of junior doctors and interns and stuff. It's like, it's considered almost a performance and that he'd be like, right, you, what is the drug that blah, 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 blah. You, what's the side effect of what? that? You, it's, it's, like, it's on, like, like a, on house. No, like on house. That's actually no a thing. Way. Yeah, no, it's, 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 fully, it's fully a thing. Um, it's much more of a big deal in America where this is considered the norm. It, that's less of a thing in the UK, but again, it is sort of like, I remember on my placements last year, we would have our A&E consultant, Dr. <clears throat> Altamimi, great guy. Um, but he would just have the four of us in a circle and be like, right, I want 20 side effects of steroids. Let's go around. And you'd have to name one each until you ran out of side effects of steroids, which is all sort of semi, uh, it's, it's semi useful to know. But the, the kind of subtext there is that everyone wants to win the game really? and it's, and it's a game. And we've got, you know, so some of our, some of the deans, like, some of the deans we used to have at Cambridge as well would do this game where they would ask questions. And if you, if you got the answer wrong, you would be out of the game. Okay. And then the the, the yeah, 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 battle that. Kind of and in a way, it's kind of a game, but, but it's, it's that's so the game thing. it's so ingrained into the into the culture of medicine, this kind of showing off how much knowledge you have about yeah. this one weird thing. Um, we we had a patient like two weeks ago, who was completely fine. She's been on the ward for like two months, awaiting some kind of discharge. Uh, completely fit, no problems at all. Yeah. And then there was one slightly odd thing on her blood. And when one of the other doctors came to assess her, this doctor wasn't part of our team. Um, but and is known for being quite kind of like a you know academic sort of type. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got the beard. He's got the academic yeah, kind of voice. Yeah, yeah. He, glasses. He, he, yeah, got, he's, got, he's, got, he's got glasses. Yeah, must have glasses. Yeah. Anyway, um, he goes and assesses this patient because he's on call, and he does like a whole whole shebang, <clears throat> where he shows that he 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 gives some kind of hint that this this lady has the has a slightly hint of a slightly enlarged liver. Therefore, she could have multiple myeloma. She could have myeloid fibrosis. She could have like this is to the medical students. He's, no, no, no. He's this performing is, this, to... He's not performing. To, he's performing in the medical notes. Of the, of the patient, so that the day team sees it the following morning. Oh, and he, and sees this long ass thing where the team in the, during the daytime was kind of a little bit like, all right then, I suppose he's just passed his MRCP. That's why he's kind of just spewing out all this knowledge. When you know, in a ninety eight year old lady who's completely fit, who's just awaiting discharge, in a way you don't really care about you know all these esoteric things that there's a one in a million chance they might have because it doesn't. It's not oh, going to okay. change anything. Yeah, yeah. Whereas he went through the whole performance, uh. and people kind of read that and. 
the the impression I got because I'm still very junior was oh wow that's really impressive yeah but I think the impression the consultants got was like oh god him again yeah so I think as mm. even in medicine as people get older yeah. I think people start to care less about about this whole showing off the knowledge yeah thing. yeah yeah exactly but yeah that was a very long tangent about how did medicine. we get onto that uh imp- being impressive <laughs> uh being impressive and then before that it was like our relationship a weird relationship with like knowledge and knowing things yeah um, I think this is a have we, okay, have we actually drawn any conclusions from this? No, so what, 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 leads to, what leads to that? Yeah, maybe it's just like the school system. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is I, that what leads to it? Maybe. Uh, I, uh, here it is. I've got it. You've got it. All right. Well, I think when you're younger, this stuff actually works. When you're younger, I think if you correct, let's say you're in a group situation, one of your mates says, oh, I think this is the capital of this, whatever. Yeah. Well, actually, did you know the state capital? <laughs> yeah, actually, that was until 1950 and it was moved to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I do think the, the the other people in the group, I mean, the guy you say it to would think, wow, what a knob. Yeah. The other people in the group would think, whoa, he's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> is that it? Is that why? I are think, we, are we just not be. broken free of like... I think there might be something to that, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. It used to be a big pissing contest back in the yeah uh, the early secondary school days about who can who can know who, who can one up the other person more. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I feel like we we need to bring a third party in just to make sure that this is a universal thing and not just does that. We're just we were just really really bad people back in the day. I know. Why don't if you're listening to this and if you've gone yeah. this far in the podcast, why don't you write in to us or like send us like a little audio clip. So on the website, wherever this is going to be, or actually you can just email it to me directly. You can like podcast at aliabdal.com or presumably, and we'll, we'll, we'll put some links yeah, somewhere whatever. where you can like write in and explain your thoughts on this. And I think what would be nice is sort of the format of Reasons to be Cheerful, where at the start of the next episode, they share some of the thoughts from the previous episode. Yeah, that'd that be In good. the previous episode, yeah. we discussed blah, blah, blah. This person sent in a message saying blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think that'd be quite yeah, nice. Yeah, that'd be really good. Okay. I- yeah, we definitely need, like, more data from more sort of diverse viewpoints here. Yes. I don't think we're going to, like, get to the bottom of this immediately. Uh, so the question is, like, how, how, how are we going to phrase our question in, like, a pithy way, okay. a tweetable way? The question is... Hmm. When we're younger, there is definitely a tendency for us to regard being correct as a source of social status. Ah, but let, 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 me, let me have a caveat. Being correct... In a very, a very narrow definition of being correct, being, being correct on in a very surface level way, being correct about a fact, being correct about something extremely specific, rather than being correct about like I don't know something more meaningful. Okay, so there's this tendency for us to want to correct people because being correct is, is regarded as a virtue, mm. whereas as we grow up and we, you know in social interaction, no one cares who's really you know who's correct about this trivial fact. What people care about is, you know, just connecting and, and stuff like that. And yeah. yet we still find it hard. We still have this bias of thinking, I have to be correct. And we, yeah. uh, at least at least the two of us, have to suppress the urge to correct people when we know what they're saying is wrong. God, we sound awful. Um, <laughs> I wonder if anyone else does this. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you do this or if you don't do this, please write into us. We'll put the links and you can send us an audio clip and we'll play it on the next thing. Uh, please do mention your name and where you're from and maybe a little bit fact about yourself i don't know <laughs> yeah honestly I'd, yeah. I'd love to hear what other people think about this yeah i mean it's been an interesting topic of discussion anyway should we uh, wrap up this podcast i don't know how long we've been how long have we been going for it's been 33 minutes oh really that's a pretty good pretty solid amount of time to just chat about that's one little topic yeah um so yeah that was it thank you for listening to episode one yeah. of 
Whatever we're calling it. Not overthinking? Not overthinking it. Not overthinking it. Not overthinking. Mm, that's tough. Mm. That's tough. T- I, TBC. TBC. Um, yes. You can just tweet it out. Or I'll post on my Instagram story. And because I'm so popular, people will start replying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram poll. You can post on your Instagram story. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll get like two replies. Two replies. Solid. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. Thank everyone, everyone for watching. We'll uh, see you in the next episode of Not Overthinking. And do please send in your comments and stuff via email or via whatever channel is available. And we will address them on the next episode of the show. This, is, this has been quite fun. Yeah. This has been great. Cool. All right. Thanks All right. for listening. I'm going to drive back to Cambridge and we can call it a day. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thanks a lot for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And please, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please could you leave a comment, rating, review, wherever you happen to get your podcasts. So I think Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. Um, it really, really helps, especially with a brand new podcast. The more ratings and reviews it gets within the first however many days of its launch, the better the podcast does overall. And although obviously we're trying not to let the metrics get in the way because this is a thing that we're going to be doing regardless, it'll be really nice if we can like climb in the charts so that more people can discover the podcast. So yeah, I'd really, really appreciate it if you could please leave a rating. Have a great week and we'll see you in the next episode. All right. All right. What do you think? That was, yeah, that was, right. that was good. Yeah, I, think I felt good. like that was decent. I felt like that was, that was decent. The thing is, I feel like, do we want to keep all those tangents in? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I think when we start being like, oh, we want to edit out edit out a particular tangent, it it's it just loses, too much effort. It loses something, and it's not oh, like okay. we're trying to educate people about a particular topic. Yeah. We're just having a chat. Yeah, fair. Um, anything to reduce the amount of production time that yeah, this sort yeah, of thing yeah, requires, yeah. otherwise, it's just never going to happen. Yeah. Because consistency is super important, as people say. Yeah. Uh, I think the ending felt a bit weird, where we just kind of like. Yeah, those are our thoughts. Uh, that's it. I think we must have like an ending segment. Yeah, I think an ending segment, something like you know, th- 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 funny thing this week or yeah. Oh yeah, we were gonna do that. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you, you read my first Malcolm Gladwell thing, right? I read it first. About Michael, the candy yeah. and the meal. We gave them the meal. We should give them some candy. Okay. Like, do you remember a, the candy and the meal? I remember thing? the candy and the meal thing. Yeah, I think. Uh, all the candy and meal. All right. The, pe- the things me. people think about are different from the p- things people talk about. You know. When people talk about things, they're limited by what they can talk about in the moment. Okay. That means they can talk about things that are short, that they remember, and that they can actually articulate. And so, you know, when, you, when you're writing a piece, when you're telling a story, whatever, you want to give people something to think about and something to talk about. We've just like opened this, maybe it's a can of worms, maybe it's not. We've just opened this. Kind of worms. <laughs> we've opened yeah. this thing yeah. of like this thing to think about. I think we had difficulty artic- articulating it. We had to spend 33 minutes trying yeah. to articulate this thing. Yeah, correct. <laughs> it's it's not an easy thing to articulate. We didn't do a great job, probably. So it's difficult for people to be like, oh, listen to this great podcast where they talked about, ah, oh, give me a second here. Give me a second. Hey, just listen to the 33 minutes. And then, <laughs> you know, we if you give them some candy of like, oh, yeah, I was listening to that podcast the other day. And uh, they mentioned this small thing, which is interesting and digestible and memorable. Oh, and also it had like a really interesting discussion about this other thing. Okay, but like what sort of small... What kind of candy, yeah. Yeah, well, like what kind of candy would be suitable? I think having a segment where it's like something funny I heard this week is just like fun. Yeah. But it's also not the sort of thing people would be like, oh, I, you know, there's this podcast and they talked about something funny they heard that week. Yeah. I feel like if I... When I'm, when I'm listening to a podcast, I find it very hard to tell people what it was about. 
Yeah. Um, I, I'm almost reliant on the introduction that Tim Ferriss or Matthew Butler gives. But like, hey, yeah. in this episode, we talked about minimalism, creativity, and what it means to live a meaningful life. Yeah, you know, yeah, That sort yeah. of stuff. And be like, oh, okay, right. Well, that <laughs> that really narrows it down, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I never feel like a podcast has particular bits of candy in it. That's true. Well, I, I think podcasts in general, the value... Like, for example, if you, if you say, I listened to a great Tim Ferriss podcast episode, yes. and it was about X, Y, and Z... The value, the value you're getting from the podcast is not that it was about X, Y, and Z. That, no, that's actually not my, what the podcast I'm, I'm was. I'm really to you. struggling. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be really struggling to think about what it's yeah. like. It's like, oh, there was that really good interview with Jim Collins and or Jim Collins or Patrick Collins, and it's like it was really good. I got some book recommendations, but it was just like a really good four-hour yeah, yeah, chat. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's about just like listening and the ideas that shoot off in your brain, the random kind of things that are hard to pin down, the random yeah. thoughts that you have during the podcast. The value isn't that they talked about specific things that you can actually tell other people, mm. but it would be. It would be nice if there's like something surprising or funny of like something that they can tell people about and that they can remember themselves. Okay, well we can think about it for the next one. Yeah, but I think we should definitely we we, we should definitely have this funny funny thing I heard this week. Yeah, that would be nice, and that'll just be a little bit of prep that you and I can both do for these things. Yeah, um, and if we do, if and when we do have guests, we can be like, hey, you know, we have the segment where we're like, you know, something funny I heard this week, or like what, you know. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't put too much pressure on them, anyway. Yeah, we should stop recording. Cool. Cool.